0: Every runner knows this. You run and run mile after mile, and you never quite know why. You tell yourself that you're running towards some goal, chasing some rush, but you really run because the alternative stopping scares you to death. So that morning in 1962, I told myself, let everyone else call your idea crazy. Just keep going. Don't stop. Don't even think about stopping until you get there. And don't give much thought to where there is. Whatever comes, just don't stop. This is Wright Brennan with uh, the Lost in the Midlands podcast. I am here with a proven entrepreneur, a BNI networker, and on many occasions a gym partner and motivator over at ISI Gym. It is a privilege to have Matt Thompson on. He's with Splash on the Media, Brand Buzz, and Next Degree Leader. Matt, thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah, man. Thanks. This is exciting. Yep. Yeah, I am I'm fired up to hear about, you know. Business, what you guys go, what you guys got going on, but I'd love to dive a little bit into uh, your beginnings, like where you grew up, you know, your your early days.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, I love that excerpt, uh, Phil Knight excerpt. There, um, I was telling you right before we started the podcast that uh, I watched that movie Air, which uh, probably a lot of your viewers and listeners on your podcast have probably seen it as well. And uh, and during that movie, he he runs a lot, and in fact. Uh, what's so funny about that excerpt is, and I never heard that exact excerpt until you just read it, but uh, applying it to uh, his business and the movie, he literally talks about running because when um, when they brought him the Michael Jordan deal, yeah, uh, he was completely off board. He didn't want any part of it whatsoever. Really? Yeah. And uh, you know what he did? He went for a run. He literally went for a run, and at the end of the run, he said, let's just go for it. Exact wow. same statements that you just read that he said years and years and decades earlier in 1962 when he started Nike.
0: In that business, I mean, yeah. that, is, that is crazy. And you were telling me about, you know, being in business so long, there's peaks and valleys. And, and that that reading just kind of resonated. I was like, you know, that speaks to probably just the journey. You've been in business for a long time, the journey that you've been through.
1: Yeah, so, so uh, I come originally from uh, mortgage banking And I was in that for uh, my first uh, portion of my adult life. And uh, in 2006, uh, we decided to open up Splash Omnimedia Marketing Agency. Uh, And uh, we all know what took place in 07 and 08, which was the largest real estate recession of our adult lifetime. Uh, And that was tough. That was tough. Uh, I was uh, not like Phil Knight where I would just go for a run Uh, because I'm more of a sitter. I'll just go for a sit (laughs) (laughs) and, and think about it. But, uh, yeah, we opened up Splash Omni Media in 06 and, um, and had a great time, uh, doing it, uh, because anything you open is a lot of fun. There's a lot of challenges, but it's a lot of fun. But when 07 and 08 hit, uh, that fun turned into stress very, very quickly.
0: I can't imagine being in business during that that downturn. But let me back you up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Were you originally, did you always have that entrepreneur spirit? Did you know that you were going to be opening? Or did that something just kind of come about
1: you? Well, um, uh, I don't know. There was only a couple of times in my lifetime uh, in which I was not uh, self-employed of some sort. Uh, And so I'm a risk taker. Yeah. Uh, and uh, i take uh, risk all the time i, I still do uh, i'm 54 now and uh i'm still uh, as my wife will tell you i still i take way too many risks <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm i'm definitely a risk taker um, and uh i'm a visionary i i can see it i can picture the outcome uh and just like Phil Knight said let's just let's just go for it let's just do it We'll figure out how to do it and figure out the details and the granular details as we go. But uh, it's hard to take us. Sw- it's hard to hit a home run if you never swing at the ball. That is awesome. Yeah, that's the truth right yeah. there.
0: And every it seems to be. I think of when I think of a business owner or um, some a large business you got to have somebody who is the visionary somebody's got to be mm-hmm. casting that vision and I'm and you must be feeling that you know really hitting that part of the, um, the operation yeah yeah
1: so in uh, this particular business uh, I have a, um, a couple of business partners I have a Manny Kolb he is uh, the partner and managing partner of brand Buzz we sell promotional uh, and apparel uh, over there and he does a really really good job that's just right up his alley. Uh, he's super customer focused. Uh, he loves uh, products and apparel and just kind of the physical part of marketing. Yeah. Uh, and people uh, don't really give uh, that part of the business uh, as much credit as they should. I mean, both of us are wearing branded shirts as we sit here. 100%. Uh, you know, I pulled up in part beside your truck. You got vehicle uh, lettering on your truck,
0: Yeah,
1: uh, wrap vehicles. People just don't understand the importance Uh, Of that, because when we sit down and talk about marketing, advertising, uh, most people think advertising. Most people think television commercials, social media, pay per click, radio, print ads. Uh, But our business cards, our uh, our apparel, our vehicle wraps, the the stuff that people take advantage of that's a big part of marketing. And Banning does a good job with that. And then uh, Michael White, uh, who actually is a founding partner. Uh, He and I started the business together. Manning bought in uh, some years later. Um, And so Michael went through all the struggles that uh, I went through in those early days. Uh, He's uh, also—we have a very similar uh, personality style, or at least started uh, with a very similar personality style of being a visionary as well. So uh, we didn't really— Uh, know the marketing agency business because we came from both mortgage banking and so we knew P&L's balance sheets. We understood sales. We understand relationships, people, so on and so forth. And so we figured out how to do uh, the marketing strategies and put the advertising in place simply by hiring people that were smarter than us in in those areas of the business, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because just like Phil Knight, just like See, right roofing just like splash omni media and, and every other business uh, there's I, there's one thing that I can guarantee you and I can guarantee you that none of those organizations uh, started off by one person right one person might have worked in the business uh, but it was a team effort of of uh, conceptualization yeah. and creation of the organization as a whole yeah yeah that that certainly resonates with
0: me I mean I I I need a huge team to help me move things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, And it's interesting to me. I've, you know, being able to see and meet your partners, top-notch team you guys have, it's it's awesome to see people who are top-notch be able to work together. Because a lot of times in entrepreneurship or just in life, you'll have really talented, highly motivated people, and they do struggle to be a part of that team environment. But you guys seem to really master that. So maybe you can speak a little bit about how they all make that happen.
1: Yeah, no, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. It's uh, you know, the hardest person to manage is yourself. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's a lot easier to see someone else's faults faster than it is to uh, <laughs> oh yeah. to drop your pride and ego and uh, and, and and see your own.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: but I can tell you that uh, you have to have a good supporting team around you in order to in, in, in order to do that, uh, you have to have a lot of character and a lot of trust because you can't get a supporting cast without having solid relationships with those people. And there's no way to have good relationships with those people if you don't have their trust and they have your trust. Yeah. And so I think the word relationship is, uh, is super important in all of that.
0: I want to come back to that word because yeah. there is something I want to ask you okay, about uh, it'll, it'll, down the road. But you brought up something else too that I really want to uh, hit on is. And you were just getting into this struggle, the, the downturn in the market in the beginning of you know the peaks and valleys. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? I mean, you got started in 06, and then boom, the bottom drops out. <laughs> yeah, the bottom
1: dropped out. We uh, we, I mean, I'll be honest with you, uh, Mike and myself uh, dumped every bit of money we had into the creation. Uh, of our marketing agency, uh, and while we were also learning uh, what we were doing and learning that industry, um, you know, we were entrusted by people to help them run their business, and, and that's something that we were versed in. We were versed in uh, in, in running businesses. We weren't really versed in uh, marketing and advertising per se, because if you think back in '06, uh, the iPhone was just developed. Like the iPhone just came out in '06. Yeah, so yeah. web and the the entire uh, online environment was nothing like it is today. Absolutely nothing. And so uh, everything has changed. So it's hard for me to sit here today and say, oh, well, we were just trying to figure it out. Honestly, everybody was trying to figure it out. Everybody was trying to figure out what marketing was. And so uh, every single dime we had put in there dried up very very quickly because we were in an area of, of high stress of learning a new industry, high stress because we were in a, uh, a significant recession from a real estate perspective. And if you think about real estate, like the entire world revolves around real estate because you have real estate, uh, you have, look how many industries are supportive of the real estate industry like roofing, your business, yeah. uh, builders, framers, all the subcontractors. Well, then, what does that mean? That means that all of the people who support all of those people are struggling. That means restaurants, convenience stores, gas stations. I mean, when houses aren't being built and construction isn't happening, it is a two-, three-, four-layer problem against yeah. all industries. So you're talking about a major, major economic issue. So we lost our butt. We were flat broke within 12 to 18 months of starting that business. I mean, we went from uh, being uh, financially solvent because we had done pretty well in the banking business uh, to being flat broke within 18 to 24 months of starting that business. So come uh, end of 07, 08, uh, we were were pretty much bankrupt. And we were like, we're still going to absolutely make this thing happen. And this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, even to my detriment sometimes, I'm pretty transparent. And so uh, I don't mind sharing that story with people, especially with, uh, with entrepreneurs and people who want to become an entrepreneur, because I'm going to tell you that there are some major valleys and there is a major faith that you have to have in order to be able to walk through those valleys and survive. Yeah. And uh, so every single morning we had a, a small group of people. Uh, two or three other men, along with Mike and myself, and we got together at 6 a.m. every single morning in our office, and we prayed over our business and prayed for uh, uh, God's favor, and we pay- prayed for uh, just some direction. And I remember like it happened just moments ago, even though it was a long time ago, uh, one of my good friends uh, and pastor at that time prayed, and he said, "He said, God, hey, listen, uh, we're going to ask something big of you today. Uh, and it's going to be one way or the other, either deliver something to us to where we know without a shadow of a doubt that this is what we should be doing. And we should sit here until we're successful or, or do something to where we know we should walk out our door and close our door and do something else. And I looked over at my friend, uh, his name is Todd Carnes. And I looked at Todd and I said, Hey, listen, uh, like, you're my pastor and my friend, but even I know we don't want to, like, dare God. I mean, like, I don't want to, like, tempt him to, like, shut my doors. Like, let's let's watch out what we're asking for, you know what I mean? And uh, and And sure enough, that afternoon, we got our very first call from a non-real estate-related client because we were focused on real estate when we first opened up because that's where our knowledge from a marketing perspective was. Yeah. And uh, we got our call, our first call from a non-real estate related client who also had some other business owners that he knew that also went to marketing. And that started to shape our business. Uh, and now we have about 45 uh, to 50 employees and we're a sizable marketing agency. Well, Matt, that story gives me
0: goosebumps listening to it, man. <laughs> I mean, I am, um, you know, uh, I'm a small operation, but in, in a lot of ways that that does resonate just, you know, sometimes staring into the unknown. is like, I can just think of those times when I was, when I was staring into the unknown. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that. That is absolutely that's powerful.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's funny when you talk to people cause you talk to people and you, you might share something and they say things like, uh, Oh no, I understand, man. I understand where you're going through, but you really, sometimes you question, sometimes you question and you say oh, they they don't really understand my situation or my circumstance. So when it comes to uh, stress and financial, and so if I ever say to anybody that that knows me and I say, oh, no, I understand, I literally mean, no, I definitely understand what you're saying, what you're going through. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, I could go on and on just thinking about that time period. Just like you said, you guys were mortgage officers. Mm -hmm. You knew the writing was on the wall of how Mm -hmm. tough it was going to be. You knew that the the winds were changing in the marketing market. I mean, everybody's trying to figure out how to even do it. So much uncertainty. And then you guys got a call. And then yeah. something
1: started to roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That call was, uh, and you know, we've changed significantly over time because that call was specifically about a website project. And, and websites is certainly right in our wheelhouse from competency perspective. In fact, a lot of people still call us. Because we're a marketing agency, uh, but a lot of people can't wrap their arms and mind around what a marketing agency is. Because it's very different from what most people think. Most people think advertising. Yeah, advertising is uh pretty easy, actually. Uh, advertising is literally conveying uh, whatever message you want to convey to the right people. Uh, so uh, the marketing is is what's the message, and then uh, and then what are you going to do with it? And so if I drive, if I create a message and and you advertise the message in whatever way you want to, uh, whether it's radio or, or TV or print or even online, right? Email marketing, doesn't matter. If you advertise the message and then uh, you get some type of a call to action, uh, what happens now? Yeah. And so when you drive them somewhere, uh, one of two things can happen. Uh, they are ready to take action or they're not. If they're ready to take action, that's easy. Like a business owner like yourself, like you got in business because you know what you're doing in the roofing industry. Yeah. And there's a 99% chance that I'm confident you know how to close the transaction if I need a roof. So if I call you and I need a roof and you know how to put a roof on and replace the roof, you also know how to sell me. You also know how to close the deal. Yeah. What most businesses lack is the driving the opportunity mm-hmm. in order to talk to the right people. Versus just everybody, right? So if I created a strategic plan for you uh, that drove the right opportunity, it would make you much more effective and efficient in what you do. uh, And then you would easily be able to close more deals, right? And then you wouldn't be talking and wasting time with people who weren't the right fit for your business. See, that's the marketing piece. And that's the difference between a marketing firm and an advertising agency. But most people uh, think those things together. And, uh, and so that strategic planning is a major part of uh, what we do, where most people, like that first client that we had was more of a website client, but that's things that you as a business owner can understand, right? Yeah. So I need a good website, or I need a good brand, or I need a good message, or I need a good a video, or I need, well, we do all of that type of stuff. But where we start to really differentiate is we don't just do it for the sake of doing something. We want to put together a marketing plan that powers it. And that's the difference maker. Yeah, the um, the high level strategy
0: stuff that you're describing, and it's it's all you know, such a puzzle. And it takes a visionary like yourself
1: yeah, to be able yeah. to
0: come in to a stubborn entrepreneur. I, I gotta imagine some of your clients are so stubborn; they're just a bunch of entrepreneurs who've got it figured out. They know what they need to do, and no they want doubt about you to it. do it for them. But you're like, well, let's <laughs> tell me a little bit of how you manage that relationship.
1: No, that's a that's a great point. The first thing that uh, I have to make sure is they understand, and almost nobody understands this. Uh, but you have to make sure they, that they understand that not everybody thinks like you, right? Like you you feel like, oh, man, I'm, in the, I'm professional at what I do and all my customers think just like me. They understand what I'm saying. They understand the direction that I'm, re- the, my reasoning behind what I'm saying. They all think just like me. And the fact is that very few or none think like you. And today's world has changed significantly from yesterday's world because today's consumer really honestly could care less about you. They have problems and they want their problems fixed. And so their entire focus is all about them. So your marketing message is different. Yesterday's marketing message, and you'll remember this, yesterday's marketing message is, hey, here's what I do. I make, let's say that I'm the, let's say I'm Verizon. I sell phones and phone service. If you need that, come talk to us. Yeah. But today's consumer don't think like that. Today's consumer thinks like, I have a problem. I want super fast camera speed, I want super fast connectivity, yeah. I want to be connected to all my social media platforms, right? Because a phone still works the same way the phone worked when I grew up. You dial the number and you talk to somebody, right? right. And of course you want connection in rural or suburban areas very quick, but but the things that phones are changing is the cameras, the data storage, the connectivity, the quality of the, of the speed and things of that nature. So what you have to do now is you have to create your marketing message around your consumer's pain points. Yeah. So if that's your marketing message. Now what you have to do is build a message that, hey, you're experiencing this. We're empathetic people. We understand that you you're, have this problem or these pain points or these problems. We understand it. We provide this, and it's going to leave you feeling like this. And so what you do now is you bookend, the consumer's pain points with your little excerpt of what it is that you do, which reverses the whole marketing message because yesterday's message is all about you and today's message is nothing about you. It's all about them. And therefore, it resonates much better and it stands out from the crowd because you're getting ready to be shocked. Every single day, the average consumer sees over 10,000 ads on average, every day. And so that's shocking. People are like, there's no way, there's no way. Well, pull up to a gas station. You have window clings, you have gas pumps, you have signs, you have banners out front. Like literally at any gas station that you pass, and we might pass 30 gas stations today. Every single gas station, you're going to have over probably 300 ads just on the front without going into the gas station. You're going to have over 300 plus ads just at that gas station.
0: That Which one stands insane. out?
1: Which one causes you to stop and buy the Gatorade? Yeah. Right? Which one stops and buys what brand of Tic Tacs? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that's that's advertising. Marketing is, is what's the message and what that is. The advertising is the window clean. So it's very different. People don't think like that. Entrepreneurs do not think like that because they think everybody thinks like them. I might be guilty of that in some some, some occasions. I can't, (laughs) listen, I own a marketing agency and I can't say that I'm not guilty of that.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm I'm thinking about your story and how this strategy that you provide for other people in the way that, I mean, I can just hear the passion coming out of your voice. It was forged under fire. I mean, you guys were in a position where you had to figure out how to make it happen, how to market like extremely effectively. And we were just talking about how things have changed quite a bit. Can you tell me a little bit how, like, recently? Let's say the past five years. How have things kind of adjusted? And like, you know, because a lot of people are probably still in that "hey, five years ago" mindset. That's the mindset you guys are probably trying to evolve. Well, maybe yeah. two years ago.
1: I mean, we're 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 actually trying to uh, put together strategic plans that involve what's coming mm-hmm. uh, two to three years from now, and try to build strategic plans for companies uh, with that in mind. However, most companies are in the five-year-ago uh, mindset. There's no doubt. And so a lot of things that we talk about seem so far out, but they're, they're not. You, you wake up the next day, and they're here. Yeah. Uh, and so I remember when, uh, when Google purchased YouTube a handful of years ago or something, and, and video was almost like non-existent. The only video really existed was on television. And now uh, I'm going to tell you that the majority of the Western world, specifically consumers, would much rather watch it than read it. And so by shooting a video and producing an educational video or product video or what makes us different type of video is it's significantly, it's over a 400% conversion rate higher than anything without video, 400%. Wow. And so um, that shows you how things evolve over time, there's no doubt. But I can tell you, going back into uh, our early days, again, the web just wasn't existing. So uh, we shook hands and kissed babies, if you would. You know, we did the politics th- type thing. We we Heck networked yeah. like crazy. Uh, and one of the first things we did, well, actually, we did it before uh, we were even in the um, we were still in mortgage banking, we jumped into what was then BNI business networking international and, uh, and you're in BNI. I'm not, I'm no longer in BNI, but we have representatives at, at our company in BNI. I'm just personally not in them right now just because of my role that I'm playing. Um, but uh, I'm still a huge proponent of business networking and I'm a huge proponent of any time a group of professionals get together on a regular basis uh with an intentional uh helping others, helping yeah. other people in the room grow that business with the expectation and understanding, not really an expectation, but more of an understanding that if I help you, ultimately you will that will come back and and I will be helped. Uh and now it doesn't always go one to one. Like if I refer you a a customer or a client uh, it doesn't automatically mean that tomorrow you're going to immediately call me and refer me a client. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that it always pays uh, to uh, serve first. And so in that environment, when you meet together and you build relationships on a weekly basis and you see each other, you become relational. You become friends of some sort or colleagues or whatnot, uh, and you start respect each other. And what more importantly, you start to understand the differentiators between the people that's in those groups with you and the people that's not in the group. So therefore you have a, the ability to tell your friends and colleagues why you should choose yeah. you, for instance. And so that's what BNI does. Honestly, I'm saying BNI, but I'm actually referring to all networking types of groups, membership based groups like chambers. Yep. You know, you go to the chamber, you do the same thing. But it's not at that meeting because people say, oh, I'll go to the chamber. I'll get nothing out of it. It's because you go to the chamber and then you go back to work. You do nothing else. You don't follow up with the people you met. You don't go try to have breakfast or have lunch with the people that you met. You don't put anything in it. And you're not going to get anything out of it if you don't put anything in it. So BNI, business networker, working uh, types of groups, chambers, those types of groups, the deal is as you go there to identify people that you should then go and have what we, you and I refer to as a one-to-one breakfast, lunch, just a meeting to learn about them, see if you can help them, and ultimately they'll end up helping you. It's super important.
0: Yeah. I got to imagine that you guys, I mean, coming from the mortgage industry and then getting into, I don't know when you guys got in, but you had to have an edge. Because you were already super professional. You knew relationships were like really important. And I imagine that had been kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking into your mind back when you were just getting in the door. You're like, oh my gosh, this is probably like the best place to to, uh,
1: network. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, you've known me for a while now. And so I'm extremely extroverted. Yes. I am a people person. I like if, if if somebody was to put me in a in an isolated scenario, I literally would go crazy. Uh, and so I am one of those people that's going to going to put others first. It's just that's my bent. That's what I I feel like I'm created to do. I'm going to go uh, if I see someone uh, with a frown in their face. I'm literally going to go introduce myself and crack a joke or or say something to maybe bring a short smile to them when that could be a perfect stranger or whatever. And it's just my personality. And, um, and, uh, I respect that because there's been many situations where I was the one that had a frown on my face and someone did came and did the same.
0: Yeah. That, that is, um, one of the beauties of the, which is the reason
1: why, you know, and I don't know your reason, which is one of the reasons why uh, I go to ISI fitness. I like ISI fitness because it's designed around community as a group you know you come in everybody does the same thing you give 35 high fives throughout the session uh you talk to other people you have fun in your agony of of hurting you know what i mean and so it's a little bit you know what i mean it's like uh but everybody goes through the same pain together and and you can walk out like feeling unified you feel like you've accomplished something but for me i don't feel like it's i accomplished it for me I feel like I accomplished it together. And that that's the difference that, that's the difference maker for me because I can go to the gym and come out feeling like I've accomplished something, but I felt like I did it by myself and I'm just not a loner type of guy. Like I that's the same thing as not accomplishing it for me. Like I feel like I have to do it with somebody. And not every setting is right for everybody. I get yep. that. That's just what I prefer. No, and you know, John Scarborough
0: has figured out how to build a culture mm-hmm. that's just like fun. Oh, it's a it's a community. <laughs> Coming back to you, I want to make sure that we talk about some cool project, or for instance, a hot referral. I want to—I want people to know who are out there who may be, you know, in need of your services. Mm-hmm. Who are those people? Like, you know, are you looking for uh, an auto dealership, or can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: No, thank you very much. Uh, so we like to work with organizations that simply uh, are willing to cooperate. Uh, so we need a business executives who um, who doesn't already know it all, mm-hmm. if you will, yeah. and are humble enough to understand that we can grow their business. I'll give you an example. We have a 92% retention rate. Wow. We have hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of clients yep. and a 92% retention rate year over year. Uh, and I'm going to tell you that the 8% that doesn't renew with us are all those entrepreneurs who already know it all even though when they leave, they've already seen significant growth and implemented the things that we advise them to implement. And so we have companies that uh, we would consider to be small businesses, like we have one uh, company who came to us uh, about six years ago. They were around $1.5 million gross revenue. And uh, this year, uh, which will be their fifth straight, fifth uh, complete year with us, so going into the sixth uh, their fifth complete year, they'll do fourteen million, and that's just one. That's a small business example. We have large uh, manufacturing companies who came in, uh, started doing business with us. Like there's one specifically in Lexington County uh, who was around one hundred and fifty million uh, in this year, and that was just three years ago. Uh, this year they'll do three and a quarter, three hundred twenty-five million, and so small businesses to large businesses, it's all about creating that plan. And then executing the plan. And that's where our differentiator is. Our differentiator is we create a plan for you, no matter your budget, no matter your size. We will create a plan for you. And then you hire us to execute that plan. And that's the difference maker.
0: Yeah, somebody who's looking for not just the expert, but the expert team. Like you guys really come in and make it happen.
1: Yeah, because what we do is we assign you a three-person team, and they become your marketing team.
0: Okay, that's beautiful.
1: That's very different from most.
0: Yeah, yeah, really cool, really unique. Um, what a fantastic model. Proof is in the pudding too, as you just described. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, man, I could sit here and talk to you for like the rest of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, it's been um, fun. I want, I want to ask you. Um, I guess lastly, advice to a young gun um, who might be getting out there, thinking about getting <laughs> going, and he's just banging his head against a wall. What, what, what do we tell him? What do you tell him?
1: Well, I can tell you this. There's a, a really good friend of mine who's fighting a health battle right now. He, he told me about 15 years ago, he says, you know, when, when things seem to be going like really, really good, uh, you might want to, to step back because things might not be going as good as you might think. However, when things seem to be going really, really bad, the same applies and even more Step back, look at the whole picture, because things might not be going as bad as you think they are. As well, life tends to even itself out. Uh, you got to uh, you got to have uh, some faith that uh, that what you're doing is right, and you got to have a consistency uh, about it, and you got to surround yourself with people who love you, uh, and the people who support you, uh, and then you just you can battle in those trenches together. Uh, and that's, uh, that's what I would tell them. Uh, and so I would say, listen, if you feel like, because there's businesses out there that's doing really well uh, that I would look at and say, holy cow, how in the world are you still in business? You know what I mean? And so then there's businesses out there that's like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I can see how that business sells itself. And so there's all these businesses. It doesn't, It's not mine or yours or anybody else's idea. It's, it's the entrepreneur's idea. And if they're fully committed and fully bought into it, Surround yourself with the right team, and understand that there's going to be some peaks and there's some valleys. Try to even those things out a little bit, so where it's not so high and so low, uh, and just continue a consistent trek towards success. And understand this last point: all businesses is is on a mountain to success. That mountain is forever. Like you, you don't ever get to this. Say, oh, now I'm successful, right? And so, but the deal is, is most business owners want to kind of get to a certain point and then kind of almost idle. Mm. Well, if we go hiking up this mountain and we get halfway up this mountain and we decide, oh, let's just hang out here, sooner or later sooner or later we're gonna get super tired and we're gonna start sliding backwards. And when we start sliding just ever so easy, we're not gonna realize we're sliding until we're sliding really quick and then it's too late to hit the brakes. So you have to keep trekking up that mountain. You have to keep going and it's hard to climb a mountain. So you have to keep going. So you definitely don't want to be caught in that, oh, I'm okay right where I'm at type of syndrome. That 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 syndrome is not success. Be a shoe dog. Yeah. <laughs> keep running, man. Keep going.
0: <laughs> Go full night. Wise words uh, spoken by a um, uh, a longtime veteran in the business world. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And where can we find you, somebody?
1: Yeah, um, Matt at SplashOmniMedia.com, and just uh, my website is SplashOmniMedia.com. It's easy to uh, locate me. I'm right here in Lexington, um, and uh, I'm actually very contactable. I'm one of these OCD people. If you call me, email me, text me, something of that nature, uh, you're going to get a response. You're going to get it pretty quickly. Beautiful. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Matt. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you having me.